This morning, the first uh, bullet I want to cover is um, our elders, and that's why I use that introduction. I asked them a few weeks back, we've been observing a sense of the Spirit striving with us, brooding over us, and do you have any words of encouragement? So last week, two, two of our brothers got a chance. We ran out of time, and so Corey, I knew, would flex and he's going to come and share what was on his heart and encourage us as a congregation. So, Corey McGrail, would you come on up and open some scripture to us? Thank you. Morning. No pressure at all right now. If you've ever stood up in front of a bunch of people, you know how I feel right now. Um, hi. So... Uh, Not yet. Um, I want to share real quickly. I've got nine extra minutes from last week. I had one minute last week. Um, When, uh, well, first of all, thanks, John, for leading us this weekend. Um, That guy right there is the real deal. So um, I do want to say that publicly because uh, John is trustworthy. The leaders he's put in place at the church are trustworthy. And um, that's important for us when we all try to um, swear allegiance to Christ and allegiance to this church and what the mission is of what we're going to do moving forward. It's important to trust the folks that are um, at the front of the line, if that makes sense. So anyway, um, as we do try to um, uh, lead, one of the things that's important for me and I want to promote and model is authenticity and transparency in the Christian life. Um, there's a lot of posing that goes on in the Christian life, and that's just not me, and it's not, um, it's not how I live my life. I try to live authentically, and I try to live real, and I try to um, lead in that same manner. Uh, it's not easy. Uh, I'm standing up here, and we're going to talk a little bit about anxiety because that's what the last three weeks have been for me. <laughs> and so this little wooden thing doesn't shelter leadership from anxiety. Um, and uh, so... Uh, when I was going to share last week, uh, I talked uh, with Jess, and I said, hey, what's, what's on your mind this morning? What anxiety do you have this morning? And she, <laughs> she listed off like 16 things in 15 seconds, and just blah, 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 the kids, and I've got to pick them up at school, and what about dinner, and I've got to do this, and I've got to do that, and spaghetti bowl of thoughts, and I went, okay, so yeah, you're in this with me. Um, and so uh, what I thought through the midst of that was that most of you probably have the same thing going on maybe this morning. Some of you are bringing that anxiety to church, you're walking in the doors, and um, we're all corporately trying to turn our face towards the Lord, uh, and in the midst of that, we all have this stuff going on. I, as I was getting coffee, I heard a couple medical things folks were talking about. Um, one of my friends walked in with, you know, the six-year-old, four-year-old, you know, parenting look on her face, uh, you know, like... That's what I'm bringing in this morning, okay? Like, it's real. And um, that's what we bring to the Lord. We bring authenticity. We bring transparency. And he meets us where we're at. And so what I want to talk about this morning is out of First Peter, First Peter 5. I shared briefly last week about this. Um, if you want to grab your Bibles, I would also love for you to grab a pen and um, uh, something to write with, because I am going to ask you to write down something here in a second. Um, so while you're turning there, there's a couple Bibles in the front of the seats there. Um, you can use your phone app, whatever is the right thing for you to get in the Word. First um, Peter 5 uh, says this. We're going to start in uh, verse 5b. Okay, so 
Uh, there's some specific instruction that's given to certain people in this text, and then we get to this part where it says, oh, and all of you, all the rest of you, every one of you, here's what you need to start paying attention to. So that's where I'm going to pick up. So 1 Peter 5, 5b, and all of you clothe yourselves with humility toward one another, for God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you at the proper time, casting all your anxiety upon him because he cares for you. That's our text this morning, just real briefly. Uh, And what was on my mind over the last three weeks of all the anxiety that I was dealing with, um, some work concerns. Um, I think I've got two car accidents I'm dealing with, Liberty Mutual over. I've got uh, school had started two weeks ago, so we're getting used to the new schedule uh, with the kids being in different places. Uh, I modified soccer coach for the Eldred, uh, Eldred High School team, and so had the new schedule with that. And all this kind of tension and things were going on, and I'm thinking about just standing up here and going, ah, oh, there's anxiety just with even, even that, you know? Um, so uh, what I'd love to do just real quickly uh, is for you to grab your pen and just put pen to paper on what it is that you have this morning that you're sensing a little bit of anxiety over. Um, and just write that, write that down. Um, I think it's important for us to identify what that looks like. For me, it has been um, a, long, <laughs> a long list. Give everybody a few seconds. If you don't have a pen, just mentally check that. And so this text says a couple things. Um, it says a few things about God. It says that, number one, he opposes the proud. We don't like to hear that, right? We're prideful humans. Um, we think we know all the answers. We think we've got all the answers. I think I know all the answers a lot of times. Um, but God opposes the proud. Not only does he not like the proud, but he, he opposes the proud. He's the offensive line pushing back the defensive line of pride that's coming at the quarterback, okay? He, like, stands there doing this, not just in a res- reservation and in a in kind of a passive manner. He, he, he opposes it. He actually says, um, uh, you know, he resists it firmly, if that makes sense. So um, there's this opposition that God has to pride. There's also grace, then, that he gives to the humble. It says God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Um, And so there's something we learn about God in this passage is that the other thing that we learn, at least that I pulled out of this, is that he has a mighty hand, right? So if God has a mighty hand, and he's the one that's capable, and he's the one that's able to do all of this, then that's really where the answer lies, right? The the answer doesn't lie in our anxiety and trying to fix the problem on our own. Our anxiety and the solution to it is resolved by the one that has the mighty hand, right? And so so what's hard for us a lot of times is that we just don't believe God has a mighty hand. I mean, like, let's be honest with each other. You know, like, do you believe sitting here right now that God has a hand that's mighty enough that he would do something on your behalf? If you were to come and take your anxiety and you were to cast it in front of him, what would he do with it? You know, is, 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 are you worth it enough for him to do something with it? Um, and so some of those are the things that were going through my mind last week. And, and I got to a place where I had to just sit down and I, and I started writing down all these anxious thoughts. And the Lord turned my mind um, through Psalm 55, 22. Gene read it this weekend. 
uh, cast your cares on me because I care for you. Um, uh, he will never let the righteous be shaken. And First Peter says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. And so I want you to hear a couple things. God opposes the proud. He gives grace to you if you humble yourself, right? If you come pridefully, nobody comes pridefully and throws and casts anxiety on somebody, right? Because they know they're not going to do anything about it. I got this solved. I don't need you. So why would I throw these things in front of you so that you can fix them? Um, The humble are the ones who say, I'm not big enough. I'm not great enough. I can't solve this on my own. And they say, here, take this. Do something with it. Please, God, (laughs) on my behalf, do something. Change the situation because I'm throwing this in front of you. And so my anxiety went from a place of going um, just, yeah, a lot of frustration, a lot of kind of disappointment. Uh, What am I going to do with this? I don't know what to do. Uh, You know, a little bit of depression. Uh, Like this on one day. The next day I'm like, okay. I don't know. None of you guys feel any of that ever? Just me? Okay. So you're tracking with me. Um, Yeah. Yeah, and so, and so after I did that, there was a distinct sense that the Lord had taken my cares. It wasn't all the anxiety that went. Like, and one of the things that's important to hear in this scripture, when the Apostle Peter says to us, um, God opposes the proud, he's identifying that we often can be proud. That's a normal thing, okay? When he's saying, cast your anxieties before the Lord, he's identifying that we as humans, the normal experience is to sense and feel pride and anxiety. So it's normal, and it's okay. It's, it's what we do with it that makes the difference. Um, so, uh, so what I would encourage you with this morning uh, are a few things. Um, cast because he cares. Um, cast in the sense that I'm not dropping a pebble here for in the, in the wishing well. I am taking the anxiety and the thoughts and the, and, the, and the things that you all wrote down on your paper a few minutes ago. And, um, and he's willing to let you cast them on him. That's the distinction between the believer and the non-believer. This is not an option for the non-believer. Oh, I shouldn't say that, that in that manner. This is a distinct uh, offering to the Christian that you can do if you want to do it. It's something that's offered to you. God offers it to you. He doesn't demand it. There is some, um, uh, there's a few things in here that God asks us to do. He says, humble yourself. And then he says, clothe yourselves in humility. Like, put the, put the pride in the trash can, grab the new clothes off the ironing board, and put them on, and then cast all of this on to me. And so what I want to encourage you with is that you do have someone who cares for you. I said that last week. God does care for you in the situation that you're in. Um, there's a reason that you're sitting here this morning hearing this, and he wants you to hear that he cares for you. Um, you, have a distinct, uh, you have a distinct fingerprint that God uh, created, and um, you have a distinct facial recognition that would make your iPhone work when it looks at you and tells you something. Out of the seven-plus billion people in the world, God has said you're special and you matter, and, um, and he's offered this opportunity to you. So, number one, he cares for you. Number two, you're, you're valued by the chief shepherd. That's some language just prior to this text. Um, and then his mighty hand, the same one that freed the Israelites, and as you read the Old Testament, you see all the things that God did for the people of God are at your disposal, okay? That's the one that we're casting our anxiety in front of, not a, a mute God who can't do anything. Like, like, it's one thing if he was to say, put all this in front of me, and 
I'll think about it. I'll see what I can do. I don't have the power to do anything. The reality with this is that God is reminding us that his hand is the mighty one, that when we place those things at his feet, he will show himself strong on our behalf. He will take the anxiety. He will take that stuff from us. And so that's my encouragement to you. Cast because he cares. Um, you are important. You're valued. You're cared for. A lot of you haven't heard that this week, and you need to hear today that the creator, king of kings, God of the universe, cares for you. All right, thanks.